Hello and welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast series focused on the game-changing potential of creating human-centric workplaces. I'm your host, Angela Howard, and on this episode, I'm joined by Kim Kleeman, co-founder of Inner Circle, a business networking platform for business owners. We discuss how COVID-19 and the pandemic has transformed networking into an expansive opportunity for building community and community support through the pandemic. Kim, thank you so much for joining us here at Humanly Possible. I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. And I know you and I just, just had an opportunity to meet like 10 minutes. I think we were vibing already. Um, and I invited you because I saw some of the fantastic work that you have been doing around the Inner Circle Business Network. And uh, we have an upcoming season called Thriving Communities that I felt like there was such a great synergistic conversation to be had about how you are helping small business owners, entrepreneurs, and thus helping uh, the community of Chicago, the surrounding area, and even the country. I know you all are kind of expanding the network. So tell us who you are and what makes you human. Uh, my name is Kim Kleeman, and I am the CEO of Accelerate Successfully, which is a business coaching platform. And I am also the co-founder of the Inner Circle Business Network, which I started with my sister, Joy Poli. We decided we wanted something. Uh, we wanted a community of networking that was a little bit more focused around um, business development, growth, closing deals, but also around community and the people we'd like to refer business to. So we developed that about three years ago. Um, and um, I would say in the last year, it's taken a really different turn, which I know we'll talk about today. Um, so that was exciting. Um, and your question about what makes me human is great. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a mom, I have a couple businesses, but I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. And so making mistakes was a regular thing. It was not, um, it was not uncommon that you said something with certainty and you were wrong, or you tried to make something and it didn't work out. Um, and so what I would say is I am heavily flawed. That's what I am as a human is, is that I have flaws, um, but I have learned from those and, and become stronger because of them. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. I mean, we all have flaws um, and yeah, it, it does make us human. So I know that you spend your, you spend your career helping other humans build, build business businesses and, um, and like you mentioned, this, this network that you've created, tell us more about uh, what inspired it, but also uh, how you made the pivot, you know, <laughs> come COVID, right? COVID-19, this pandemic, how did you make the pivot to ensure that the community was still thriving and the network was still thriving? Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that and how uh, My family is made up of all entrepreneurs and three out of the five of us kids own our own businesses. So it's in my DNA here in Chicago. Um, I was a suburban kid whose parents owned businesses in the city. So I grew up with a really great viewpoint of the way that business was done in Chicago. 
Um, I personally looked at other parts of the country that I was networking in, say like California with San Francisco and Silicon Valley, and how much integration and synergy between those towns there were. And when I come back to Chicago, sometimes what's really hard about Chicago is, you know, Chicago land is 9 million people, but there's suburban and then there's city and there's north side and there's south side. And there's all these areas to kind of bridge together. So I had just exited out of a tech accelerator that I had built, we sold it. And my sister said to me, what now? And I told her that I was gonna become a business coach, uh, that I had a lot of expertise that I wanted to share. And she said, why don't you start a networking group? You have the, all these you know, people you connect. Um, and I told her I needed a partner who would help to organize that to become the vision of what I really wanted it to be. So Joy Poli and I started the inner circle. Um, we based it in Chicago. We were having in-person events. And then all of a sudden, I'm at an event in mid-March last year when it's becoming very clear to everybody that we're going to need to go into lockdown. Uh, my husband is a teacher. My kids are in school. We had all kinds of things happening. Um, but in about a day, we pivoted and we brought the entire inner circle online virtually. I was already making some plans for that, which as a business coach is part of what I help you do is like how to you know grow when things are good, but how to survive when, when they aren't. Um, but we really wanted to, uh, to take the inner circle and keep it going. And at first people would say, well, this is great just until things get back. And what's happened now is that this really interesting demographic has become a thriving community online. We are over 16 states now. And some of it is because our members moved. I'm sure you know people who over this last year have relocated, they've gone to where their family is, they've traveled for jobs, or maybe they don't need to be at a job anymore. So they go where they want. Um, but there was a lot of movement. And so our ability to still continue to connect professionals with other prof professionals to actually get work done, I think was, was very unique in the moment. Yeah, and I mean, as you know, as everybody knows, uh, small businesses have been especially hit um, due to COVID. So, you know, I just think of this network as such a staple to holding together and, and helping uh, these small businesses and, uh, and entrepreneurs and founders and executives keep their businesses thriving and going. Um, and so that goes to my next question, which is, uh, what is your perspective on how this has helped the community? Um, so not the not the inner circle business community, but the communities that these businesses are serving. Uh, what's been the impact and what are some observations you've seen as, as, as to how these businesses have been able to impact their community here in Chicago, but also in those 16 states you talked about? Bunch of CEOs, trusted advisors, solopreneurs, business development professionals coming together. So first and foremost is that we are, are, are a huge referral source for one another. You have an instant built-in bench of resources. And a lot of what was happening was it was really hard to sell it first. It was really hard to go talk to somebody about their insurance policy once a year when they literally were like trying to apply for PPP and figure out how to pay people, right? And stay open. And so what we saw was that things became much more real in a moment where we could help. So number one was who needed help? How could we help them get our members together and our top level members that are our platinum and diamond level members, they're business owners that have been through some stuff. So we literally just started recording free webinars 
around PPP, around uh, a working parents town hall? How do you, what's this gonna be like for e-learning? And we have businesses in all those different industries who came on to share um, ways, uh, we had our HR professionals come on to talk about what can you do right now to keep your people, you know, how do, how do you handle all that's happening? And so we really just leaned on the expertise of the network, um, number one. And then number two was, you know, everybody out there was like, well, what can we do? There's no business to be done. And I think our members were telling others like, hey, there's, there are ways and they're not necessarily the way you're thinking. But if you change your perspective just a little bit, pivot, just paradigm shift a yeah. little, there's lots of ways to continue with opportunity. So we saw our members talking about that. They brought other people in. Um, if they came to us with a financial problem, like they weren't able to pay their membership dues, we already were proactive and, and we had a policy for that. Um, we weren't going to let them you know, fall through the cracks. And that was a big thing for us is it's not about money with the inner circle. It's about that community because my sister and I already have our own businesses. We make great livings. This is really about building something that was good for all. Yeah, I love what you said about like the growth mindset that you all have set within the community because it's, it's very easy to have a fixed mindset about, you know, the, the, the current state of things. Like yeah. here, we don't, we don't know what to do to, to continue to even stay open, you know? Um, so the fact that you all brought expertise, you brought tools, you brought connections, um, the toolbox to help business owners have that growth mindset is, is pretty phenomenal. A lot of it was that I've been through some stuff before. I was, I did have a business through 07, 08, and it was really, really tough. Um, there are business owners who went through 9-11. There are business owners even before that, you know. Um, and so I was leveraging the brain trust of the group to help us through a tough time because although it was unique and different, it's not unique and different to entrepreneurs and business owners that the market shifts and changes underneath your feet, right? And so the ebb and flow was just going to be very different. And let's not pretend that certain industries just were dead in the water. Events, restaurants, there were a lot of industries that I wasn't necessarily able to help, but then there were other industries, teachers um, and counselors and uh, family, um, you know, family support system businesses that we could push forward because it was their time. And, you know, people would say, oh, I don't want to seem opportunistic. No, no, no. The world needs our solutions right now. And so we really showed people that um, selling to solve a problem, which is the consultative way anyway, feels the most natural and normal. And that was that that began the growth trajectory of what as a group, we, we really focused on was, um, and it's our summit hashtag uh, for April, which is together we grow. And mm -hmm. that's the idea of we're all in this together. Yeah, and, and not to mention the fact that, you know, I continue to think about, because my background's in HR, right? So I'm thinking about the, the, um, the people who are employed of, of the, the businesses that you help support and you coach. So if your doors stay open, small business owner or business owner, your people are employed. So, and then also um, the coaching that you're giving these businesses are obviously going to help. And you mentioned earlier, you, you said it really nicely. Um, you're kind of a pipeline into, into the community, right? 
um, into the community and into the businesses that you support. So tell me a little bit about that and um, what the network has done for uh, the communities. We really are trying to solve business owners' problems. So there's no upsell, there's no hard press, there's no push. We are really teaching in the inner circle how to be there when somebody needs you. So our attorneys are willing to take a call with you without charging you for a consult. Our CPAs are willing to talk to you about PPP and see if it's a good fit and not, not give you a big bill. The idea of the inner circle is give and take. And so when things happen in the world, we look to our community to be the ones to come up with those ideas. So uh, I, I was saying to you earlier that really I can be the leader in the community and I can build it and it can have a mission, which is we're all in this together and we're gonna, we're gonna do great business together. But when the world is falling apart, like it did this past year, we saw there were greater needs. And mm. so um, for instance, when George Floyd's murder happened and Black Lives Matter movement, movement occurred, one of the things that my sister Joy in HR and I talked about was, are we really representative of Chicago um, because we were at first in Chicago. And the answer was no, we were not. We, we, we were not diversified enough. We did not offer that opportunity enough. So what did we do? We decided, and it's still open to any of your listeners as well, any person of color who would like a three month silver membership in the inner circle, we offer that for you to come get connected, come check it out and tell others about what you do and who you are as an opportunity. So we put that out there, but what came out of that is a bigger idea that was brought forward by our members, which was, thank goodness you're talking about this. How about we help this nonprofit over here, um, which is run by Catherine McNeil, a wonderful woman. And it's really a nonprofit focused on helping single mothers and fathers navigate the career path beyond uh, just getting a job on the front lines, which at the time in Chicago, working from home and daycare and all those things, learning pods, those were things for people who had the wherewithal to afford those, not for everybody. And we started to see that inequity even more. And so our members brought those problems forward and we created the Rise Up and Shine initiative, which is essentially helping to fund the programs in that nonprofit to train men and women for jobs like data entry, where they could work from home, but then we have the small businesses who can hire them. So we're building the pipeline from training to getting them ready for interviews to getting them into some jobs. And that's been one of those things, no matter what Joy and I thought the inner circle was going to be, this is beyond our wildest dreams of the way that our members have taken up the baton and keep running with it. Yeah, it's, it's like you're using the network as a, uh, a way to rally and organize around issues that are, I, I believe personally, <laughs> with my own philosophy, that businesses have um, an opportunity to impact things like uh, economic development, workforce development, equity, uh, opportunities. These are things that um, I think we don't we don't think enough about as business owners that if, if we are organizing and, and creating a pipeline for, for talent and economic development, like we have a responsibility to our, our community. So I love the fact that it's evolved into that and that you've acknowledged it. And it's, and I'm sure you can, you can 
over time, you know, the next few years, the next decade, you can pinpoint like that's where we had our impact. <laughs> we were able to reverse or change the course of an, an inequity or a lack of opportunity. How about the actual development of the community? So for other maybe business owners or folks who are looking to build a community to do something similar, what are some tactics? What are, what are some of the ways that you get people to stay committed and you actually can make progress and influence within the network and the community? There's a lot of hard work, but it's not impossible. And that's the thing about building a community is that you have an idea and you start to build on it. And I will tell you that in the beginning, when I built this idea out, uh, we definitely had plenty of naysayers. Like, no, there's plenty of networking in Chicago. Nobody needs another networking group in Chicago. I had started uh, with a, a women's networking group that was out of California that I was bringing to Chicago. And there was a piece of tech associated, associated with it. And I was trying to bring it to Chicago. And frankly, what kept happening was the men in my life kept being like, well, can I come? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really going to exclude you from it. And right. so when, when Joy and I talked about starting the inner circle, it was, you really need to be co-ed because your, your network is co-ed. And let's be honest, the percentage of CEOs is male. And even though in Chicago, we have great statistics, like 70% of new businesses started are started by women. Mm -hmm. We still have um, a, a, a big inequity male to female CEOs, right? So it's silly to think that you can't, you know, that, that a women's only network or a single gender network may be the way to go. I, I'm part of lots of women's groups. They're wonderful, but I wanted something unique. So mm -hmm. um, when we started this, we only had two levels. You could be at, um, like if you were starting, you could have one level. And if you were more advanced, you're gonna have another level. We are now at four levels because we have professional speakers and authors who wanna be in. Um, and so we give them a little bit more. We have members who want a lot more sponsorship and brand awareness. So we have a level for you know all the sponsorship you want. What I, I would tell community owners is if people won't pay ticket tickets for virtual events, which is what I heard over and over again, nobody's gonna pay for a virtual event. Nobody's gonna buy tickets for a virtual event. Okay, well, don't sell the tickets. Sell something else, sell access, sell sponsorships, sell memberships, sell something where people pay to be in it um, and they find the value. So for Joy and I, what was really important was that our members felt value right away. It was a connection a quarter or a month that we gave you directly and we were trying to help you close business deals. And during COVID, somebody trying to help you close business deals was like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Most people were very suspicious of it, but my understanding is that if I hear that you have a need and then I know somebody who can do it and they're good, there's a business deal to be done. And so we really just focused on getting deals done for our members by referring them to the right places. And that really started something special. And then the other piece is just marketing small businesses. When I had a marketing company, so many small businesses would ask me if they could hire me and I'd give them the price tag and it was always so expensive. And that's because it's very hard to create all the marketing foundationally that you need to do 
for a small business. So my idea was that collectively we do that in the inner circle and we lift everybody up with the marketing machine that we've built as the inner circle. So we give speaking opportunities, we give brand and sponsoring opportunities, and that's all to our membership, not from the outside in mm -hmm. so that they are able to get their brand out there to others. That's wonderful. Yeah. And the, the other thing you mentioned to me earlier was um, a lot of the um, generation of ideas comes internally. It's, it's organic. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's another thing that's uh, really unique uh, and is important when you're building a community is you, you build the space, the infrastructure, the, the safety, I guess, <laughs> within the group um, to generate ideas and to allow the community to act on those ideas. And we really allow our members to make mistakes too. And I think that's a big part in the business community is giving grace to people, especially during this last year. And so I'd say, hey, why don't you work with this? But if it doesn't work out, let's talk about it. I did a lot of ironing out wrinkles between businesses, helping businesses understand how to you know, up level what they're doing, as well as where their customer service or their fulfillment might've been off. A lot of teachable moments, which to be honest with you, if you would have told me at the beginning that what I would be doing was a lot of educating and teaching about business within that, I actually would have thought that was silly because I thought that really that was just about connections. It turns out that everybody has room to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I want to thank you, Kim, for joining. I, I think just to recap, um, you know, we thank you for sharing uh, your idea in this community, this network that you've built with businesses. I, I'm impressed with the pivot you've made during COVID and the, the platform you've, you've created for businesses to stay alive and thrive for the most part. And, and again, I see this as a pipeline into the communities in which these businesses are serving. So if these businesses can thrive, people within the, within the communities can thrive um, and also creating economic development, uh, workforce development is, uh, maybe an unintentional outcome <laughs> that you all started with, but it's happening. And it's, it's so amazing to see, especially in my own community in the Chicagoland area. So um, is there anything else you wanna add just before we close out? The idea of small business being the backbone of our economy is something that we really feel, like personally feel that weight. And I think for me, my job is to positively impact 10,000 small businesses. So for any of your listeners out there, they can um, reach out to me and I'm happy to connect them further and help them get some opportunities, which I think is really where um, our thriving community uh, shines the best. So thank you for having me. Wonderful. Yeah. And we'll make sure to include a link to um, the call to action here um, so people can reach out if they have interest. And then um, I also put in the um, uh, the piece around the uh, 30 members, people of color that you've been working with, I think to to incorporate into the into the the, the network. Um, so I'll include all of that within the the notes of the podcast if people are interested. But I want to thank you for joining and sharing your insight, and also helping I think others build communities like this. You know, joining a community or building a community so that that they can positively impact. Uh, the community, the broader community that um, businesses have a hand in, in helping. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Kim.
Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Humanly Possible Future of Work Conversations podcast. We're so grateful that you're here and support from our listeners like you means the world and it ensures that we can continue to bring you timely topics and influential guests. If you're interested in supporting the podcast further, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a review. Keep changing the world and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.